we are here sharing a message that that is very much in opposition of what we refer to as the human created matrix, this belief system that is heavily rooted in fear and judgment. And, and humanity is, is asking for this at this time. Not all of humanity in the same way. Not all of humanity is ready for everything that we have to offer. But in our offerings, we very much want you to understand that we are always communing with you and offering in great love and appreciation of your environment and, and all that you are. So we are not here to send you on a path of beating yourselves up for your unwanted manifestations or judging yourselves. We, we, are, we are guiding you to exactly the opposite of that, to offer more love and appreciation for all that is, to understand that everything that you identify as negative or evil or unwanted is all egocentric human creation. It all begins by understanding the mind. I want to be happy now. I don't care about the future. I want to be happy right now. You are not alone. You are never, ever, ever alone in this. It's helped my voice grow and given me freedom to be creative on my own. I'm Christina Barcy. Welcome to Be Bold Begin, a podcast dedicated to you, the creative, the healer, and the innovator. The topics and conversations we have here are designed to help you discover what might be getting in your way and offer you tools, techniques, and guidance to move through them. I live in the imposter's body more than I live in my own body. I don't have to feel like I don't deserve this. This is where creativity and healing intersect. If you decide to be bold and begin, you have the opportunity to feel humbled and empowered. I totally believe that. I'm a certified Kaizen Muse creativity coach, a certified Reiki energy healer, and an entrepreneur, artist, and presenter. I will share with you my experiences, my proven tools and techniques that helped me and my clients and loved ones shift and expand in the areas they most desired. This is a gentle and open space where you will hear how others are being bold to encourage you to begin your own journey or expand the one you're on. This is Beeble Begin. Hi, welcome back. So before we begin today, I just want to preface the episode a little bit. Last week, we had on a guest named David Strickle. His episode is called You Get to Decide the Journey You Are On. And I do recommend listening to that one first if you haven't yet. But if you have not heard that episode, David came on and talked to us about lots of things, but specifically about how he began channeling something called the stream. He basically describes the stream as as the oneness and he comes back on today to channel for us. So here's my interview with the stream. Hi, David, welcome back to people begin. So happy to have you once more. Thanks for having me back. Yeah, so we're going to do something really special today, which I've never done on the show before. But you do it on your show all the time. And your podcast is called The Stream of David's. So if you like this today, go check out his podcast because there's more of it there. And we are just going to jump right in. We already shared with you what the stream is, and we're just going to give this a go. So David, when you're ready, you can bring in the stream. All right. What I always ask of everybody, uh, regardless of when you're listening to this, we're just going to take a real brief meditation and we're going to call it in. We're going to set an intention just to have an informative, if not 
completely amazing experience in what we hear from the stream. And so just sort of set that intention, quiet your mind, take a few deep breaths. Again, regardless of when you're listening to this, there is power in your intention with this interaction. We are here. Thank you. Welcome. My first question is if you can just explain to us how you identify, who you are, what you are. We are not truly a, 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 a we or a they or, 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 or a, a singular consciousness, even as you would identify as a, as a, a soul or a, a former human. We are what you may refer to as source. We are a collective of all of the consciousness that is. We are the source of all creation. We are what you may refer to as the universe. We are omnipresent and omniscient, though we are utilizing David's physical vehicle to communicate with you at this time. So there is there is a bit of a limitation to, to his vocabulary and the language that he speaks and things like that. But the, 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 the purpose of that and the, and the purpose of his sharing what we have to offer is to, to, to bring clarity to humanity. But we want you very much to understand that, that we are not separate from you. The, the, the energy that drives you, that which you may refer to as your soul or your higher selves, that is us as well. Therefore, you have your own version of this flowing to you, whether you realize it or not. Some, some of you are perhaps more aware of your, your intuition, if you will. When new ideas pop in seemingly from nowhere, when you have these serendipitous moments where you feel so aligned and, and, and so alive and so connected to all that is, you all have glimpses of this in your life experience that is the same thing. So you all have this. And understand that when, when a human being is pursuing a passion and when a human being is, is expressing themselves in a new way, when there is new thought behind that expression, whether it's an artistic expression, a new creation of some sort, it does not matter. There, there is source in that creation, that source version of you that it, it exceeds your, your human, your, your ego consciousness. So all new creation, all new thought is a product of that which we are. So you all have it. You all have your own version of this. What you are receiving when you hear from David in this way is you are receiving a very tuned in version of it from an individual who, who has allowed the, the, the thoughts to drop in and paid great attention to them for a lifetime and has taught himself to allow it to flow in such a way that it can be spoken and, and, and written in real time, and, and it, which allows direct communication with all of you and a version of your own higher selves being reflected back to you. And if you strip away the, the physical persona and the, and the humanity that that is the, the the vessel that you're communicating with and David strip all of that away and strip all of the fear and judgment away and allow yourselves to simply tune in to what is being offered 
you will feel the resonance with it. But if there's any fear present, if there's any doubt, which is is understandable that you would be doubtful about such things. What is this? Whom am I hearing from? What is this really? Who is this person claiming to, to speak God, so to speak? Tune that out for just a moment and tune into what is being offered and discern for yourselves and our message if this is up to speed with your belief system or not. And we will be the first to share with you that if you are not up to speed with this or if this is not something that resonates with you, you, you are right to, to not absorb it. But if you're curious and if you're able to set aside fear and judgment for just a little bit and tune into what is being offered, we can bring great clarity to, to every aspect of your world, every aspect of your lives, if you so allow would you say that our intuition is our mechanism to connect with this part of ourselves? Uh, we, we speak sometimes of source connection to, to bring greater understanding that there is a part of you beyond your, your egocentric consciousness, your, your human consciousness. The, the tapping into that is, is, is a matter of you being relaxed enough in most cases to allow it to flow. Notice that your intuition and your greatest ideas tend to flow to you when you're in a more relaxed state, not necessarily when you're in meditation trying to reach for something. So with that, understand that there, there, there is not even a connection that is actually necessary. Though we have used the term source connection, the source connection is always there, present in you. It is part of you. And there are, there are many descriptions of what this source connection is. This, this source connection it can be referred to as your higher self, your soul, your source consciousness, or source if you believe it is something external from you, or even God, or the universe. It is all really one and the same. So those of you that have, have, have dabbled in spirituality or perhaps studied it in great detail for many, many years may identify things such as spirit guides and angelic beings and, 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 and ascended masters and, and, and all of these things. They are all really one and the same. The universe is source. Source is God. God is your higher self. It is all the same and it is all present in you all the time. Your, your humanness your humanity, that part of, of your being that allows you to have this unique contrasting human experience serves to, to overshadow the larger part of that which you are, your eternal being. And that, that overshadowing is, 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 is always in vibrational flux. There are times that you are more aligned with your higher selves, and there are certainly times that you are less so. When you are less so, you feel the discomfort of it. When you're down in fear and judgment and envy and, and self-loathing and all of these things, you are cutting yourselves off from that. That's a natural state of being. You all flow through this. But that, that lower vibrational state of being is what is delivering to you your, your less than desirable experiences. But understand that that is exactly the reason that you come to a physical environment such as planet Earth, because you're all eternal strands of consciousness, but the reason that you project into, in this case, humanity as a human being is because you want to have that contrasting experience of Earth, the positive and the negative. And if you look closely enough, you will see that there is positive and negative in every single topic. The greatest advancements in your world will have side effects. So these negative and unwanted things are your own negative creation created 
to drive you toward new creation, to solutions, to new thoughts and ideas. So when you're allowing your, your negative experiences, your challenges, to advance you, you are receiving your purpose for being a human being. Thank you. How does this fit in with karma? If we are coming here for a specific experience as humans on this planet, Earth specifically, are we here to propel or complete or participate in karma? Does that play into our reason? There are various definitions of karma. The simple definition of karma that, that, that many are aware of is the concept of you putting something out in your human form and having something of equal nature come back to you. That is also referred to as the law of attraction. The, the, the karma and law of attraction are, are the, 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 you, you are not off base when you're thinking of things of that nature. Absolutely, you are all magnets. You are all attracting everything that, that occurs. But this point of attraction is moving through vibrational flow because the earth environment is polarized. All, all, all physical environments are polarized. You, you are operating in polarity. This is why your, your mood or your emotion tends to fluctuate. So in a polarized environment, you are experiencing a mix of positive and negative things. So the, the idea of projecting into humanity and projecting into less than ideal circumstances is, is, is greatly misunderstood by humanity, especially in terms of karma. Believing that you are being punished in this lifetime for something that occurred or something that you did in a different lifetime. Karma, the, the concept of karma in, in, in terms of, of multiple experiences is misunderstood because you're not operating in linear time. You're perceiving linear time as a physical being. But your, your strand of consciousness is expressing infinitely in physical environments. And in that infinite expression, all of the, these expressions, and when we say infinite, we mean infinite. The, the, it, is, it is difficult for a human being to really grasp the concept of infinity, no beginning and no end, no, no time. Mm. But you have to understand that what is beyond this physical experience that, that you are, are perceiving in your strand of consciousness is just consciousness, we, we bundle all of that up and refer to it as the energetic realm. So the energetic realm does not know time and distance and things like that. It is not measurable because it's energy. So your consciousness is expressing in infinite physical environments at all times. There's no linear. So these, these other experiences that you're in, you are not paying a debt in one for something that's going on in another. What does happen is your experiences expand your consciousness. Your, your infinite experiences create a more sophisticated version of you. And that more sophisticated version of you that is experiencing physical as an expression or a strand of consciousness is, is contributing to the expansion of that which we are. Even your scientists are, are coming to understand that, that the, what, what they refer to as the universe, which is, is far more than, than what they believe at this time, is always expanding. And that expansion is received or created in the expression and physical, becoming more sophisticated all the time. The earth environment in, in and of itself is a reflection of the entire universe. And your life 
that you are experiencing is also a reflection of the entire universe, always becoming a more sophisticated version of itself, that that always leveling up vibrationally and that expansion and sophistication is not linear. It's simply replicating in a more sophisticated form. So you're moving through your life experience and to take this down to, to the human level so that it has usefulness to you beyond science fiction type fantasy is to understand that this, this life experience that you're having, when you have challenges and you have struggles and you have things that you wish to overcome, that is actually when you are appreciating the opportunity and you are believing that you can overcome it, the creative part of your mind starts churning. That is the source part of you that is always there and it's always available, but you're no longer drowning it out. That's, this is why we guide everyone toward appreciation rather than falling into this why me type of mentality. Because when you mire yourself in the why me type of mentality, you are holding yourselves away from your source connection, which is actually not even a connection. The source version of you that is always there and always ready to deliver a solution, expansion to anything that you are experiencing. Is that how we maximize our ability to become our higher selves? You, you, you are automatically expanding no matter how you operate your, your human experience, how you, you discern. You, you can discern a human experience where your, your, your lifespan is very, very short. And in, in that very short amount of time, have the expansive experience that your higher self was, was seeking to have. Because there's expansion available in everything. The, the, the human being that comes and ends up drug addicted or homeless or, or, or leading a life of crime or, or any of those things, there is value in every single human expression, every single experience. There is value. But humanity teaches you to judge these human experiences, sometimes quite harshly. But understand that in the judgment of the human experience, you are not finding authentic appreciation for the value that is offered in that experience. And that's what perpetuates more of the very thing that you're judging. So, for example, what about, say, babies that pass away after being born? Is that experience also serving the child or is it an experience that may only serve those experiencing the passing away of the child? There is expansion offered in all of it, and, and, and you, you've brought up a, a point that humanity largely has not come to grips with, but you see, you see examples of young children that are born into illness that, that cross over at, at, at a relatively young age, and how often do you hear stories of how at peace and enlightened that child was? What you, are, what you are experiencing is a strand of consciousness that is so expanded in its being that it shows a more difficult path. This is, this is what blows the concept of karma out of the water, because we are here to tell you that the ones that are born into poverty and, and, and genocide and in war and, and chronic and, and even fatal illnesses early on, that's a strand of consciousness coming to have a more challenging experience in the energetic realm your, your human experience is not judged the way that humanity judges it. Because think of yourselves, if you can for a moment, disconnect from your human consciousness and everything that you've been taught as a human being, and think of yourselves instead as eternal, 
eternal strands of consciousness. The wholeness of that which you are is eternal, cannot be damaged, cannot be traumatized, cannot be ended in any way by anything that is happening in any physical environment. So from that perspective, which you can all apply more and more and more into your lives and be more at ease and at peace and make sense of everything that happens in your environment, there's a practice that that, that, that you need to uh, adopt to, to get yourselves there because it's not something uh, – it's, it's such a well-developed vibration across humanity at this time that all of this fear and judgment, we often refer to it as the matrix – you do not have to operate in the matrix, but your path out of the matrix is a journey. And that journey out of the matrix is the systematic detuning of fear and judgment, especially the way that you've been taught, especially the way that you've been taught around the ideas of, of, of justice or injustices that happen. Uh, very often something happens, especially to a child, and we understand very well your human perspective of not wanting to see harm come to anyone, especially not what you consider an innocent, innocent being. But you're not fully grasping in that human, that, that very well-developed human concept, that that being came to have an experience, and there is no right or wrong length of time or method of, of conducting that experience. So the, 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 the ones that, that cross over before they even get out of the crib that's an experience that that soul is having. And the pain that it causes for the parents is, a, is an experience as well. We will pepper in that the, the painful experience is a human construct because it's a matter of judgment. And all of your suffering is a matter of judgment. But we are not necessarily here to hold you away from that judgment. We understand that as a human being, if you give birth to a child... The, the love that you feel for that child and, and you want the very best for that child. And you, there, there is no mother looking for that child in most cases to, to have a crossing over experience. We understand that very well. So we are not here to present ourselves as, as callous or careless, but we do present a very different perspective because we do not judge humanity's activities the way that you all judge them. And the value in what we're sharing is not to completely just flip a switch and adopt this as your way of being and becoming what many of you would label a cold, callous, uncaring individual, but to begin to bring more and more and more of your own source perspective into the trials and tribulations of humanity and of yourselves. Because every single thing that you've experienced, your suffering in it was rooted in your judgment of it. And to, to have the experience of a child crossing over, it is not wrong to experience the, the suffering part of that. But you begin to make sense of it and you begin to move forward and not ending your, your, your human experience and moving toward appreciating the time that you did have and appreciating the being that that, that child was and appreciating that perhaps you have opportunities for other children and you have other things in your lives. And, and this is a healing journey. And, and you all get to choose what that healing journey looks like, what it does for you, how it expands you and how long it takes in linear time. Thank you. Do we come to this experience seeking healing? The, 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 you come seeking expansion. 
And your healing journeys are the delivery system for expansion in, in most cases. Because if, if you all project in, and, and we understand that many of you, especially those of you that have had what you consider difficult journeys, may long for the, the simple journey, the lucky ones, the ones that you view and believe that they are born into the perfect parents and the perfect economic status in the perfect environment with the perfect belief system and, and have the, the seamless lives understand that there's no human being living without contrast, but that there are varying degrees of your contrast. There are certainly more severe circumstances. Uh, Again, a child that is born into starvation as opposed to a child that is born into what you would call privilege. Certainly, that's a very different experience. But the, the idea that there is something wrong with any of the experiences there, there is nothing wrong with any experience that humanity is having, having even, even the ones that you look at and you wish that they would not have. You, you wish to never see that again. You wish that thing would end. But this entire idea of moving towards some sort of utopian environment where you're all birthed into perfection, that would completely negate the need for physical being. Because the purpose of physical being, indeed, is expansion. And and very often, the things that you suffer in are the things that you discern as not your preference and create from. That is exactly what creates your expansion. So the the suffering component is absolutely a vehicle for expansion. And the the faster you find appreciation for, for whatever the suffering was in, the sooner you get clarity on that topic and you achieve the expansion that your soul is seeking and always calling you toward, always. Mm. Wow. So does this mean, is there a possibility of many different dimensions and existences that are happening simultaneously for each soul? They are, they are infinite. They are infinite. We have described your universe, what you perceive as your universe, as a speck of dust in the universe of another. And the speck of dust in your universe is its own universe, truly. But you all think in terms of of, of earthly scale mm-hmm. and earthly, you, you believe that there are beings on other planets and, and, and notice that they always look a lot like you in your science fiction. They're always sort of your, your, your height, plus or minus. They always have two eyes and two arms and two legs, typically, and things of that nature. But physical environments are so infinite. And, and think about the variations of species on your very planet, how many species of beings there are and have been. And, and of course, you're unaware of the vast majority of that. The vast majority of that you perceive as dirt and dust and rocks on your environment, but it's all decomposed matter that was at one time life, all of it. So the, you, you tend to think in terms of, of earthly linear time and distance and space and beings, because that is your point of reference in the experience that you're having. So when, when, when people want to, to interact with us and start asking questions about other universes and other environments, There is not enough time in your lifetime to begin to even scratch the surface of all of that because it is truly infinite. And the very concept of infinity, again, is is something that is a bit beyond your grasp. And and then there's nothing wrong with that. You you are having an earthly human experience in what you perceive as linear time so that you can have this contrasting journey. Thank you. That's so interesting. Uh, So you mentioned that everything on this physical experience 
all the different animals, different species, all of the things on this planet. Is that why we connect with certain things spiritually, maybe for lack of a better world, like crystals or other objects, sage or things that we hold to have a special energy? There, there is vibration in, in all creation because all creation was, was some form of what you would call life. Something sprang forth and, and, and was new physical creation. And in the separate, there was consciousness flowing to it, certainly. And when that, the, the, the bulk of that consciousness was withdrawn, that, that vessel of life decomposed. And the, the, the decomposition process re- returns it to the earth environment to feed the earth environment. To, to build the earth environment. And certainly you, you are becoming more and more aware that this, this organic matter placed in different conditions form in different ways. And, and there is certainly a vibration uh, of, of density that you all recognize in certain stones that is a different vibration than something that you do not discern as much as your preference. The things that you view and automatically discern as your preference that you believe are beautiful are of a higher vibration than something that you do not discern as much as of, of, of a preference. Speaking of, of things such as diamonds and crystals and things like that, that there is an element there that you tend to do, you human beings tend to discern as your preference. You, you, you find that they are appealing, but why are they appealing? Why is a crystal more appealing to you than a simple clump of clay? It's simply because there is a vibration in that crystal that is a higher vibration than the vibration of the clump of clay. That's why you find it appealing. That that preference is not because we 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 are anointing a crystal as is more valuable than a clump of clump of clay. You are simply noticing in your own unique way that there is that that item is more appealing to you, and it's because the vibration is a higher frequency, and and, and we will. We will add to that that the, the the using these things as a tool, understand that everything has the value that you give to it. So you have this preference for this this rock formation that you find very, very appealing. And it has a vibration to it. And if you wish to give that power, it will have the power that, that you assign to it as anything does. And if there is something else that is, is, is not the same vibration and you decide to give that power, you can give the clump of clay in your personal belief system greater power than the crystal and have that clump of clay, if you are authentically assigning that value to it, have that clump of clay have more power than the crystal. Mm. Okay. So speaking of sort of energetic power and consciousness, what is the explanation around something like Reiki, which is called the universal life force energy. How does that play into all of this? You, you're, you, you absolutely have a life force within you. And that life force within you is a, is a balance of your source connection, your, your higher self connection that, as we have stated, is not even a connection. But it is, it is an energetic signature that is essentially powering your, your physical vehicle. But your physical vehicle also has life force. And, and part of that life force is of the earth environment in the case of humanity and of the earth environment in case of all the other beings on your planet is egocentric. 
there, there's an ego component that joins your source being, your soul, and creates the life experience for you. And, and that life force creates the physical vehicle at the point of conception. That life force is there at what you call that spark of, of creation that you refer to as conception. That starts there and forms into what, what you identify as a human being. And as you move through your life experience, you, you are creating your human operating system, which is your belief system. And your belief system is, is, is assigned into your, your subconscious train of thought. Your subconscious mind is a never-ending loop of your, your true belief system. This is why you have certain things that you try to change a belief on, but you feel pulled back like you have a rubber band attached to you into an old belief system. A belief system is not something that is easily formed. Therefore, it is not something that is easily changed. And that's to keep you on a steady path. But you can change your belief system. You absolutely can change your belief system. But it takes time and it takes work and it takes intention to do that. So this idea of, of life force, absolutely you have life force. When a being's belief system leads them down the path of worthlessness, they begin eroding their life force. When they do not feel worthy of the very life that, that they're living and feel they have no purpose and, and judge the world as a horrible place and judge themselves as not worthy uh, of any happiness or abundance in any way, they start to create a reality for themselves that deteriorates their physical vehicle and separates them from the earth environment. And certainly they can go down that path in a more rapid way and choose a, a, an actual separation in the form of suicide. But you all create your own decline and you all create your own illnesses. And the, again, this is part of the contrast of being a human being. There is no right or wrong way to exit. There is no right or wrong way to exist. Those that are having a, a, an experience of being what you would label as unhealthy in their physical vehicle, perhaps for an entire lifetime, there is value in that experience. But understand that that experience is a chosen experience from a belief system, maybe a belief system that was instilled early on by other beings around them, but a belief system nonetheless. In fact, you all create your base belief system from birth and, and, and a little bit prior to that even, but certainly you begin amping it up when you are go through the birth experience and you begin receiving information from all of the beings around you. Again, we will go back to the, the, the how you find crystals so appealing. The reason most human beings find infants so appealing, that is law of attraction. That is the, the infant attracting multiple beings to itself from which to learn. That's why you find infants so, so appealing very often. And that infant is learning because the infant's desire is to learn from more than, than just the beings, perhaps the, the parents that are around them. That is why you have these circumstances where there are multiple beings coming to visit and coming to meet the infant. And the infant is using that as a learning experience, learning to be a human being and living in contrast from conception. 
That is why some some never make it out of the womb, indeed, because there is contrast in every experience, but there is a, an expansion in every experience. So the infant starts learning from its environment and, and, and establishing its own unique belief system that is rooted in the wholeness of that which they are. So all of these other experiences that are transpiring for this strand of consciousness that is projecting in, that is what's creating the unique reaction. That's why you can have twins, two siblings uh, that, that are born minutes apart and still have very different life experiences and, 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 and form into very different personalities. Even if they look identical, the personalities are never identical. Because there is an independent strand of consciousness powering that being, that physical vehicle, and the belief system is the operating system. And you get out into the world and you start perceiving and you start creating based on your operating system until you get old enough to, to start discerning preferences and start learning how to change and upgrade and update, if you so choose, your operating system. But that operating system creates the physical vehicle. So you're always creating and recreating your physical vehicles. And when there is illness going on, it's because your operating system is also a filtration system to, to, from which to experience the earth environment. So when your filtration system is clogged up with, with low vibe thoughts and activities and things of that nature, you will form illness in your physical vehicle. And you are starting a, a process that may be rapid and it may be very slow of separating from your physical vehicle, separating yourself from the the earth environment in that case. But the healing is always possible. If, if, if that is your chosen path to healing, upgrading your belief system and giving power to a healing agent, that is Reiki. And, and among other things, giving power to the healing agent. There are some beings, as you are well aware, that are very capable of giving that power to Western medicine. And healing themselves through Western medicine. But even the physicians will tell you that the belief system, the placebo effect is there. The belief system in that healing is what really healed them. Thank you. So in contrast to that, what about things like people that have passed on like ghosts or spirits that people think are hanging around or things that maybe people are energetically connecting to beings that they are familiar with or not familiar with. Is that possible or is that something that we added energy to our belief system? It is, it is both of those things because the energetic realm is not out there. You, you are experiencing a physical environment, but you are very much in the energetic realm. And the energetic realm is consciousness. So the consciousness of every being that has ever been is, is omnipresent, omniscient, all of it, everywhere, all the time. As a human being, you, again, your belief system will lead you down a path of tuning into or out of the energetic realm. This is why young children have what you might call imaginary friends or very often see things that you would describe as a ghost. Many of you have recollections of a child of seeing things that frightened you mm -hmm. because you were taught to be frightened of it in, in your current day reality. And that, that fear is, is, is absolutely misplaced because the only thing that can be dark energy or evil, th that, that is an egocentric creation. So when you are experiencing the energetic realm, and there are various ways that you all experience it, you're all in it all the time, 
the the amping up by the focus upon because again law of attraction is real so when you are focused upon something being haunted or looking creepy or or you are are delving into to more esoteric thought where you are starting to explore the energetic realm more you will start to see and have more experiences of that nature because you are creating that reality because your imagination is at play but understand that your imagination is never false Humanity has this idea that something that is in someone's imagination is false. Imagination is creation. Your imagination bridges the gap between what you perceive as your 3D reality and the energetic realm. This is why in your dream state, you, you'll have a dream where your dream is always an indication of where your, your vibrational set point is. But the pictures that you're seeing and the imagery that you're experiencing in your dream is your mind's own creation to reflect to you what you're experiencing in the energetic realm. When you uh, consume a substance that sort of tear that sort of opens that curtain, if you will, between your your three D consciousness and the energetic realm. These trips that you go on when you do things of that nature, you are experiencing the energetic realm, but you're experiencing it in your own way, rooted in your human consciousness. Everything that you're experiencing, you are experiencing in your physical vehicle, which is your filtration system for that information. The energetic realm is too much and too powerful for you to fully comprehend as a human being. But you get glimpses of it at different times. So when you believe that you're in an unsafe situation and you use your imagination to start creating that reality, you will then see ghosts. Notice that people that do not believe in ghosts never see them. Right. Because they, they are not creating that reality for themselves. But for those that have, it is a very real thing to you because you have experienced it. And it is real because you are experiencing the energetic realm. As far as specific strands of consciousness, understand that the people that you know and interact with, whether they're your loved ones or are those that you consider your enemies and everything in between, they are all strands of consciousness that, that you are, are, are somewhat bound to in your earthly experience. We, we lightly refer to this as vibrational neighbors, sort of like little filaments that, that make a string and, and strings get twisted and make this rope. Think of, of, think of all creation as this infinite rope created by these these strands and these filaments. So you are experiencing the earth environment absolutely merging and vibing with and vibing away from other strands of consciousness. And the strands of consciousness that you are very close to that, that, that cross over, their consciousness, of course, does not die. They're eternal beings. And if you are thinking about them and tuning into them, you can absolutely tune into the consciousness that was the physical version that you were aware of. But you are tuning into the consciousness as you know it. In fact, those of you that go for readings understand that the one that is offering you a reading is reading you first. They are reading you first and they are reading your connection to perhaps a loved one that has crossed over. And then they are giving you very accurate information about your experience with that being. And you're getting this confirmation that they're that they are still OK, that they are still around. They are. But understand that the one that is offering the reading is, is very often attempting to comfort you and deliver the experience that you're looking for. And they are simply confirming that you're all eternal beings. And that's what they're really delivering to you in that reading experience. Thank you. So speaking of readings, when people seek questions about their future or questions about their path, 
how is that a possibility for another human to offer someone? There are, are infinite possibilities for what your very next moment, because you're all creating it. And, and understand that everything that's ever happened and everything that's ever going to happen is happening simultaneously. So there is a version that is next for you. But as a physical being, you are choosing your perception of that next thing. So there is more power of suggestion being offered, but certainly the one that is reading the future is reading a version of your future. And if, if they are, are, are doing it in, in a way that you believe is, is, is accurate and truthful, they are reading you yet again and reading a version of your future that is an absolute possibility and perhaps through the power of suggestion, either offering a warning or offering encouragement. Very often, again, the, these that are offering the readings are offering the more positive path that they are not of much service to you if they tell you that your life is about to end and it's going to be really awful and the next three weeks are just going to be the worst time ever until you, you finally meet your demise. It's very rare that you're going to go to a reading and hear something like that. You, you are going to hear a more positive version because the one that is authentically reading you knows that they can shift you to a different vibration that will stop that thing from happening. And that benevolent version of them will very often do exactly that. They are not necessarily doing you a disservice, but there, there are endless possibilities for what's next for everyone. But there is a power of suggestion and, and there is a version that you're going to live that you can eventually connect the dots and say that person even years ago was absolutely right. Because there's enough of that information and enough of that, that, that manifestation happening that you then surmise that that is right. And very often you're doing that because you innately know that there is an energetic realm, that you are an infinite strand of consciousness. You all know that. And you want to make it true for yourselves. So you'll help connect those dots to confirm that your suspicions are absolutely true. There's nothing wrong with that. It's simply confirming that your belief system of being an infinite being is accurate. How does that work with things like Akashic records or going into these very specific, what they refer to as dimensions where you can access things for people? I just want to know more about that from your. That, that is a, a reading of a current vibration because you all and, and, and most that do that type of work will say that you still have the power to choose and the power to change because they are right. You do. Right. They are reading the path that you are currently on. And very often, again, through the power of suggestion, if you adopt into your belief system that this record that has been open for you is, is gospel and it's something that is intriguing to you, your belief system is now creating that reality. Your belief system, your imagination even, is bridging that gap and making that thing a reality for you. How is it possible for someone to do that for somebody? Tapping into the energetic realm. And, and, and tapping into the beings, you, you are all a collective consciousness. When you are, you are at, at your best, up, up your spiral in a higher vibrational territory, and you are tuning into someone, when you are really appreciating someone, you are really tuned into them. And when you're really tuned into them, you, you have a, the availability of all sorts of information because you, you are connected energetically especially if they are very open back to you. Notice that these times when you form new friendships and new romantic relationships, when, when the vibration is super high, you cover a lot of ground in very little time with these other beings because you're able to do that energetically. So imagine 
honing a skill to train yourself to offer that up as a service to humanity, just the way David is offering up the service of channeling source consciousness for all of you. It, it, it is something that is aligned with and is something that is learned. You hone that skill. So certainly, if you are looking to hone that skill and your belief system allows you to authentically believe in your worthiness of it, it shall be. And that's true on any topic. Thank you. So speaking of everything having this connection and vibration, how important is it to leverage, connect, or maintain the mind-body connection, health, and wellness to maybe reach your highest self or live in a higher vibration? Understand that your what you would refer to as, as your, mental, your, your mental well-being is, is a vibration. And you all operate on a vibrational spiral, a virtual vibrational spiral. So when you're in high vibrational territory, that's when you are loving yourselves and you're feeling worthy and you are optimistic about the future and you're, you're creating things in a positive light and you're believing them. You're believing in the possibility of them. Th- that is a, a higher vibrational state of being than when you are doubting and fearing and, and, and doing those things. And you all know that simply by the way that you feel. Understand there is no right or wrong vibration because the lower vibrational periods do hold value as we have already explained. So we are not here judging where you are vibrationally. You're all here to have your experience. But if your desire is to be up your your vibrational spiral more often, then you need to start looking at the things that drag you down, your triggers. Your, your, your judgment of humanity, your judgment of self. And you can begin a process of detuning these things, shifting to, to your higher self-consciousness. We refer to this very often as zooming out, zooming out to source perspective, to our perspective of non-judgment. When you start reviewing everything that has transpired in your lifetime and you start pulling the fear and judgment out of it, you begin to see clearly you begin to get clarity on how you could have attracted something that was traumatic for you. And, 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 and claiming ownership in your role of the creation is not about blaming the victim and not about dragging your vibration down that it's your fault. We are not about fault. We are not about blame ever. It's an experience. When you start reshaping the way you view humanity and your own life journey as a collection of experiences— None of them good, none of them bad, all expansive. And they are. And you can, even if this sounds insane to you at the first hearing of our words, you can reach a place where every single thing that you've experienced in your life is just an experience that you had and all of it expanded you. And then you can take that out to humanity and understand that it's all just an experience. There's nothing happening in the earth environment that ends that which you are. We, we often refer to the, your earth journey very playfully as a weekend trip. <laughs> when, when you have a little weekend trip to the beach for two nights, you are not placing so much pressure on it anymore. If it rains or if you get a flat tire or if the hotel room is not what you, it is supposed to be, generally you move through that experience and end up laughing about it at some point. So start thinking in terms of that as your human in regard to your human journey, that it's just this little weekend trip and there's nothing happening here that ends that which you are. 
it, it allows you to start detuning the the judgment of it. And once you start working in, in that regard, start thinking of what else is dragging your vibration down. The physical vehicle is very tied to your vibration. So if you have a physical vehicle that isn't healthy, that isn't uh, of wellness, as, as you would say, th- then that is absolutely impacting your vibration. How you respond to your environment, the judgment, the fear, how your body feels, your 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 believing in your past as being traumatic and the people that are around you as toxic and all of these things, cleaning all of that up holds great value. So as you start cleaning up your mental vibration, your physical vehicle is going to want to follow that. And the, the better care you take of your physical vehicle, the better it's going to serve you. David made a realization not long ago that that he was taking better care of his actual vehicle and his pet than he was of his own physical vehicle. <laughs> he was he was putting the very best gasoline and in, in, in expensive oil changes and and temperature controlled garage and all these things for the the vehicle and the very best organic pet food for the the pet. And, and not giving such reverence to his physical vehicle. And then made those changes and dialed into the vibration of wellness and made those changes very quickly. And in doing so, he realized that the way he feels when he allows us to flow was amping up more and more and more in his everyday existence. After years of doing this. But you all need to have your experience and you all need to have your journey. We, we, we refer to these lower vibrational periods as spinouts, and your spinouts hold great value because had he not created the health spinout for himself or at least the wellness spinout for himself, he would have never dialed into an, the highest vibration he's ever dialed into regarding that very topic. You have to teach yourselves very often. Very often we hear you say that the universe is sending you something to teach you a lesson. The universe is not sending you anything that you are not dialing into and ordering up vibrationally. You are creating that journey for yourselves. And again, we are not guiding you to beat yourselves up about this because it's exactly why you are a human being. To have the screw-ups and the spin-outs and the mistakes and the broken relationships and the, the failed businesses and the, and the jobs that didn't end well and the toxic environments and the, the, the traumatic childhood experiences and all of that collection, all of those things, ultimately, as soon as you find authentic appreciation for them, and you can, you can, because when you take the judgment out, you're well along the way. The, the, the forgiveness aspect of all of this is, is certainly placing you on that path. But we guide you well beyond forgiveness to authentic, unbridled appreciation of all that you are, which includes all of the experiences that you've created for yourselves. So empowering. Is there any message or anything you want to make sure the listener understands about everything you've shared? We are here sharing a message that that is very much in opposition of what we refer to as the human creative matrix, this belief system that is heavily rooted in fear and judgment. And, and humanity is, is asking for this at this time. Not all of humanity in the same way. Not all of humanity is ready for everything that we have to offer. But in our offerings, we very much want you to understand that we are always communing with you and offering and great love and appreciation of your environment and, and all that you are. 
So we are not here to send you on a path of, of beating yourselves up for your unwanted manifestations or judging yourselves. We, we, are, we are guiding you to exactly the opposite of that, to offer more love and appreciation for all that is, to understand that everything that you identify as negative or evil or unwanted is all egocentric human creation. Your ego is not a bad thing. It's delivering this contrasting experience for you. But humanity is, is, is traveled on a path where fear and judgment and, 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 and punitive rules and things of this nature have gone on long enough to where you're all now coming to this point of questioning it. So you're questioning your, 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 your elements of control. You're questioning your religions. You're questioning your government. And, and in the questioning of these things, they're starting to crumble. And you're all aware of this. You're seeing governments crumbling, borders crumbling, the construct of, of religion and even what gender and, the, and the, the family unit means and all of these things. You're questioning all of it. You're sort of blowing up all of, of, of humanity's constructs, wanting to not be so confined, wanting to not be ruled, wanting to not live in such fear. You're waking up from all of that collectively. All of humanity is. Now, the way that, that various human beings are responding to that, you see this sort of divide happening to more and more and more of you waking up to these types of ideas, absolutely causing the fracturing of your elements of control. But you're seeing others that are miring themselves deeper and deeper and deeper into the matrix. That's why you see more polarity than perhaps you have ever noticed in your environment before. More polarized thinking. I am right. You are wrong. I am on the right side of this. You're on the wrong side of this. And, and you must be stopped or destroyed. It's, it's getting amped up. And it, it is it has certainly peaked at different times in, in, in your world's history before, but it's getting amped up yet again. But that's a sign of, of these elements of control fighting for life because they are a vibration. And vibrationally, they have been alive and well for a very long time, and now they're under threat. And these vibrations are wanting to stick around, but you're collectively killing them off. And we are guiding you not to fear what's next. If you begin killing off which you've already done, your elements of control, and go back into the fearing of what's next, what's it going to be like without that, you're going to find yourselves looped right back into the matrix. The path out of the matrix is understanding that you, you are all sovereign beings. Wherever you are, whatever's going on in your world, your government, your nation, it does not matter. Your well-being is in your own hands via your belief system. Your belief system can transcend borders, diagnosis, labels, judgment, cancel culture, whatever is, is looming around out there, your belief system can carry you through that and above it. That is our message. And if you are hearing this for the first time, we, we guide you to listen to it a few times. Listen again and again and again, because there are, are so many layers to what we have to offer. Absorbing all of this information in, in, a, in an hour or so, if you have never heard it this way before, is a lot. So listen a few times. See if it resonates with you. If it resonates with you, that, that is your higher self telling you that you are indeed ready for it. And if it does not resonate, if it instills fear and you do not wish to overcome that fear, then, then you are, are not ready for it at this time. With much love. That is what we have. Thank you. Hello. Hi, David. Welcome back. <laughs> it's always a little weird when I uh, when when that they pop out. Come back. It's a little confusing, but how does it feel? We just laugh about it. Yeah. How does it feel for you? 
I always feel really happy and really up and, and very energized, as you can tell. Yeah. I don't have a lot of recollection of what happens when I channel mm-hmm. bits and pieces. It's just uh, I never have a full memory of it. So that's why I always kind of come back and I'm like, well, here I am talking. I'm on a camera. I'm on a mic. <laughs> talking on camera with someone. This is great. And then I start to kind of get my you know footing again and figure, okay, here I am. But it's it, it just feels amazing. It feels amazing to share to share them and have that flow and have that clarity and really feel like what an experience of zero fear, zero judgment, pure love feels like. And there are times that we go really deep that I'm just I start bawling. I start crying right after, especially wow. with a group of people that happens sometimes. I come back and I'm crying and I'm like, OK, I guess that was a good one. <laughs> so do you find that when that's happening? So two things. One, it sounds like it raises your vibration, like you get to be in the vibration that the source offers. Well, I I come into it raising my vibration. Like I would never hop on here. You know, I meditate out in the sun. I did a nice workout this morning. I got out in the sun and meditated, hydrated, came in here with a great intention. We had a lovely interaction, conversation before we went on. And then it was really easy for me to just dial right into that. And it is. It's always right there. But if I were, you know, really upset about something, which really rarely happens anymore, (laughs) or really in a low vibe state, which doesn't happen much either, it would take a little work to get into it. But I I can. I can raise my vibe and get right into it. And then it's just, I kind of, I always say that I step back and they step forward. For people that have ever driven a stick shift, you have these different gears, you know, it's like shifting into a different gear and allowing them to sort of take over. And it's not really like being possessed. <laughs> I know it might seem like I'm possessed, but I'm not really possessed. It's just a consciousness that I'm sharing, but it's different than me. And stuff comes from them that I could never figure out. I was in a relationship for 20 years and five years after we split, he took my boot camp. He wanted to take boot camp five years after our divorce. Wow. And while he said, you know, your life has always gone really well and I've always struggled. And now that you're doing this, I want to, you know, take that. I'm like, wow, after a 20 year marriage, you saw some value. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So he took it. He didn't tell anybody who he was. That was his choice. And I was fine with that. So he graduates and we're doing his testimonial. It's still on YouTube, I think. And he said, I can attest that your channeling is real because David's not that smart. (laughs) (laughs) I thought it was funny. Like, oh, you had to get one last dig in. Okay, thanks. But, you know, it was nice. (laughs) It's funny how those things can happen. Just the, the humanness of that is so interesting. We did a live workshop. We call them Ascension workshops. We did one in L.A. last month, January 15th. And we have somebody that graduated from our boot camp program who brought – this guy's completely reinvented his life, like a totally different person than he was. And he brought his brother. And, and even though the brother has witnessed this transformation, the, the brother was saying that he was curious. But in the back of the brother's mind, he was extremely skeptical. He thought it was a cult. He thought, you know, what is this? This is fake. And he actually, as soon as they arrived, they came kind of in the middle of the event. We pulled numbers. His number got pulled and he came up and he was going to – trick me or mess with me. And he came and he sat down. I don't remember this, but everybody told me about it and looked into my eyes and started crying and then started talking about his dead father and had this like amazing experience with the stream. And then the videographer interviewed him the next day. We have it on film. I can't wait to get it out there where he said he was not expecting that at all, that the second he sat there, he was in the presence of something very different and he just completely changed. And, you know, it was like this life changing experience from this skeptical person to come up and have that experience. He was crying. The whole room was crying. It was really cool. Wow. It's almost like he was waiting for a reason. Right. Because he was there. He showed up. 
Yeah, he you bought know? a ticket. You yeah. Know, the tickets are free. He bought a ticket and showed up. So I'm like, there was some part of him that was really, I mean, how could he not respect the transformation that his brother went through? Right. It was major, like completely different person. So you, you've got to notice that. You've got to wonder what your brother's doing. And, you know, I understand being skeptical about it, but there was part of him that was, and again, his number got called for a reason too, right? Right. And sometimes I think that when we're in big polarity like that, when we're, let's say, highly skeptical of something, sometimes, well, this is my opinion, but it feels like the skepticism is coming from being maybe afraid, sometimes maybe afraid well, of your yeah. belief. So maybe yeah. it's like you could just... The amount of energy you put into the skepticism you have easily for the other side of the polarity. So it's just a matter of whether you're ready for that shift. And if he was there, to me, it makes a lot of sense that he was ready for someone to shift him for a reason to shift over, to shift that energy over to the other polarity of that belief system. Well, I think, you know, in our ego experience, when we see someone, you know, that's thriving, we want that we for want ourselves. <laughs> of course. Yeah. yeah. We want that for, and he had to create an experience that would allow him to, you know, move beyond his judgment of it. Yes. I think it's more complex than maybe I just described where we are bringing a whole lot to that moment, that space and time that lets us move into another vibration possibly. But the actuality of the moment when we switch vibration is so simple. It mm-hmm. feels so easy and simple once it occurs. The stream always says that the energetic realm is so simple. You know, we want to make it all science fiction and complex and, oh, there's this many layers of this and that. And, these, you know, the energetic realm operates in a very simplistic way. And creation happens in a very simplistic way. We just perceive it as very, very complicated just because the earth environment seems complicated, but it's really not. It was refreshing for me and maybe affirming, I should say, in the way that we spoke. And you'll listen to this and then you'll know more about what was exchanged since you said you don't completely remember everything that gets exchanged or talked about. But yeah, for me personally, it was affirming a lot of beliefs that I was already in the vibration of or belief system of and just hearing it said in different ways through the conversation we just had with the stream helped me kind of settle into some of that, like let go of any confusion, perhaps is the way to say that is anything that's still going, Oh, I don't know. Or, you know, the stuff that gets in the way Mm -hmm. that takes confusion takes a lot of energy. Yes. It's energy draining. I was going to say it zaps a lot of energy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So well, in confusions and fear, I, I did a TikTok the other day just about my most popular TikTok I ever did was about conspiracy theories way back at the beginning of COVID. Mm. And we kind of did another one that you're frightened by these things because you believe that there's a right and wrong. And if you detune the judgment around all of it and just, you know, detune the fear around it, then all that confusion just goes away. Could be. Maybe not. Doesn't have to impact me and, and everyone else is having their experience, which I don't know if the stream got into that or not. But that's one of the things I really love about their teachings is we believe we have to save humanity from itself. And we don't. Mm. Humanity, everyone is here having the experience they came to have. And we actually are offering more to humanity and our love and appreciation and high vibrational thoughts, which action can certainly follow that. But seeing someone that we judge as suffering and believe that we're supposed to save them from that, that's just ego stuff. I live in Palm Springs. We're over in LA. Of course, there's a lot of homeless people in LA. 
I glanced, you know, this guy who's using the bathroom on the side of the road. So we're entering the freeway. I'm like, bye, L.A. Uh, not that they're <laughs> in Palm Springs, but you know, I used to live in, in a city in San Francisco, so I've seen plenty of that. Mm-hmm. And right away, I just got this peacefulness that, hey, that dude is living exactly the life experience that he wants to live. That's his vibe. That's what he's doing. That's the life experience that he's choosing. And believing that we have to go and rescue that person from themselves Again, that's all our ego stuff. Source is saying, hey, everybody's having their experience. Don't judge it. Just love it and understand that love and appreciation solves everything. Everything. Yeah. I think it's so easy to complicate like that example, particularly one, we have empathy, right? A lot of us are empathetic to situations, people, things, all of that. And that can get confused because it feels like a loving energy. Right. And then I also think that it can get complicated when we realize that there are like systematic issues that impact, let's say, homelessness, for example, and people that are wanting to, let's say, hire the vibration around that, you know, create systems that maybe function a little bit more equitably and, and things like that. It's it, like all of that sounds like a complicated thing to accomplish. So, it's like this confusion between how do we honor someone's immediate, you know, space and time experience while still kind of doing things that we feel called to like raise the vibration around bigger systems, the systematic things. Like w- during the stream, we talked about how we're waking up and, and starting to break some of these things down and we're no longer accepting them in the way that maybe we were before. Or we're changing the construct around a lot of this stuff. So to me, this fits into that. Yeah, well, I think the solving of things, and, and again, that's our expansion, right? We're here to solve things. Yeah. So if you want to solve homelessness, starting at that point of this should not be, they shouldn't be having that experience, I'm going to save them from it. Think of what that vibration is. If you're you know, thinking of law of attraction and creation and vibration, as opposed to here are a bunch of freedom-seeking beings, for the most part, there are certainly people that you know would like to function in society, and for whatever reason, they just can't, but a lot of them are not functioning in society. And even if you have programs to help them, they can't function in those programs. That was the thing about San Francisco is there's so many things to help homeless people that homeless people, for whatever reason, aren't taking advantage of because there's a requirement or, you know, there's, there's any number of things there. So appreciating them as they are, where they are, I think paves a path to actual solving of something. Mm -hmm. And we're taught not to do that. We're taught to judge it and it's wrong and it can't be, and we've got to save them. And then it never gets solved. Mm. It just gets worse (laughs) because anything that we demonize, we give power to Mm. anything. So right now I just did a, a podcast yesterday talking about how do we pay attention to politics without getting drawn into the polarized, you know, judgment of, of all of it. Because there, there are things happening that I don't want to see. You know, I don't like having to go and show a vaccination card to go into a restaurant in California. And I don't like always having to wear a mask. And, you know, I don't like that. You know, I, I believe in freedom of choice and I believe in, you know, all of that stuff. But demonizing, like, oh, it's so awful that they're doing this. Well, the people that are doing it believe that they're saving people's lives. Mm-hmm. So you can't really judge that. You know, we're doing this because we want everyone to get vaccinated because we believe that's the path to to not having this or having it. You can't get into demonizing things. 
because anything that you demonize, you give power to. Solution oriented is is loving something and appreciating something, and and moving in that high vibrational. We call it radical appreciation, mm. and then discerning preference certainly, but radical appreciation of anything that is any problem, anything that needs to be solved. The solving of it is always in the radical appreciation of it, not in the demonization of it. Thank you for that explanation. That does help just with the language around how we approach these things and the confusion that can occur, I think, for someone like me who is very empathetic, but I also don't really pass a lot of judgment on anyone's experience either. So it's like articulating that can be difficult. So people I hear a lot of times people say that they're an empath and they suffer so much in their empathy because they're, you know, they're absorbing all this, you know, energy from people. But really, that suffering is in the judgment of the experience that they're absorbing. Mm. And that's that's something that I had to learn because I channel, but I also can really tune into the vibe of, of where I am. And going into a, a big crowd, you're absorbing all of this energy and it's overwhelming. And it used to lead me to drink. Oh, I would yeah. go out and I'd have, oh, I need to get a drink <laughs> to be here. I need to go get a drink because it lowered my vibe enough to where it sort of, you know, shut all that it down. It matched it a little bit. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. And now I'm on this health kick. So the drinking is not part of that anymore. But so that I realized that, wait a minute, it's just my judgment of the energy that I'm absorbing. Like this is negative and that is positive and this is high and that's low. That's all my judgment of it. If I stop judging it and if you're working with somebody, especially if you're someone that works with clients in a healing way, just appreciating their suffering for the experience they're having is going to put you in a higher vibrational state and allow you to offer more than, oh, you poor thing that shouldn't be. I need to heal you. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. does that make sense to you as a Reiki? Uh, yes. Yes. And that's actually the first time I'd ever heard that was when I was getting my, I don't remember, first or second attunement. And I overheard actually another conversation someone in the class was having with the master Reiki woman who was giving us the attunements. And she was talking to her about pain because the misnomer is that a healing modality means you're removing pain, the construct of pain. And that's not the goal, nor is it really what's happening. <laughs> yeah, but the way she phrased it was like, oh, I would never want to take away someone's pain experience because they need that. And they're choosing that for a reason. I love it. That's very tapped in. Uh, it's, it's very aware. She's lovely. Her name's Jamie Watsney. So shout out to her if she ever happens to listen to this. But I never heard that before at the time. It really resonated. And it really caused me to hold on to that and think about it and think about it and process it. And now it feels obvious, but if you've never heard that before, it doesn't make a lot of sense at first. So, you know, there's room for that process to happen too, is if that's, if this is not making sense yet, that's okay. Yeah. Well, sometimes when you tell somebody that it's your judgment, then they feel like you're judging them. Well, I'm not judgmental. What are you talking about? (laughs) We're all judgmental. We're all discerners of preference and you can detune the judgment, but you're never going to get rid of it completely. And anytime you think somebody shouldn't be having an experience, you're judging their experience. Yeah. It's a, it's a funny thing, but the accusatoriness, it's like, it's hard to call things out in certain environments because it's not about accusing someone of something. It's like accusing someone of being human. Like of that's silly. Yeah. Like, of course, we're all yeah, human. That's why I love that we use the term detuning a lot. Detuning fear and judgment, not completely eliminating fear and judgment, mm. because that's part of the human experience. It doesn't have to be as exploited as it is, you know, in our being. Mm. And, you know, that's learned behavior that we can change. Yes. And that's liberating to know that it's a learned behavior that we can choose to change. 
I see people do it all the time. Detune. I've yeah. worked with people in their 20s all the way to into their 70s. And I've seen people in all age groups from all cultures detune fear and judgment systematically and really see their lives change as a result of that. I completely believe that that's true because that's such a core part of how we experience things. And when we can tap into those and realize that we can choose differently and detune, I like that word too, to detune that. It just feels so helpful and it's such an easier experience to have when we detune those things. I'm going to think about that, about because I do get drained in crowds very easily. Yeah, bourbon (laughs) works, but you don't have to go there. (laughs) Yeah, that does. It does. But that drains me differently eventually. So I regret it. Uh, Like the middle of the night, whenever I have a drink now in the middle of the night, uh, I haven't had one, you know, in a couple of months now at all. But, you know, I, I always have some you know, misalignment with it. And my whole thing was that I could always have one and kind of and be okay. If never to never to for multiple reasons, but yeah, it really, it wreaks yeah. havoc on your body. It really does. There's something about the whiskey specifically about the whiskey vibration. I can't really have more than one without having some kind of repercussion too. Yeah. I don't know what it is about that specific drink. There's a little bit as like an experience for your body and a lot is creating a little temporary damage to your body. It's like poison, I think. Probably. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, anything that's that's able to alter your personality like that's having an impact on, on your vehicle for sure. Of course. I mean, it's undeniable that it's having an impact. Otherwise, we wouldn't reach for things like that in situations that make us uncomfortable or we think that we need a little help or all the things, all the reasons, right? Or we just want to have fun. You know, there's tons of reasons. Yeah, well, you know, when our vibration's down, even the stream has said this, that if your vibration is down, a little bit of alcohol will raise it for a little bit. But then you start thinking, oh, the alcohol is working. And then you have two and three and four. Yeah. And then you're really just on a downward spiral from there. So it's not, it can be a tool you, yeah. if you are able to have a little, you know, like a, like a little wine is relaxing. Mm-hmm. It is. And, you know, wine is not necessarily a bad thing. So, you know, a little bit of wine can be relaxing. It's just getting into a belief system that, oh, this relaxed me, so I'll have another and another and another. And then suddenly you're not relaxed anymore. That's very true. It's about detuning <laughs> what the wine means, right? It's like, what is this? It's well, we not were talking about 90-10, right? 90% of your consumption should be nutrition and 10% should be enjoyment. You know, if that's your preference to have, you know, if you really enjoy food, I, I enjoy food. I love to cook. I love to eat. Yeah. Uh, but I can't, you know, I, I can't just keep eating like I was for the last couple of years where, you know, I was just having anything and everything, you know, my, my physical vehicle was pushing back hard on all of that. And then when I changed it, gosh, it changed overnight. Wow. It's pretty powerful to know that our bodies can do that, that we can suddenly have a very different physical experience by making a simple oh, yeah. choice like that too, which sounds, it's simple, not always easy. My thirties, I was really heavy and really in bad shape. And then my forties, I got into good shape. At 51, I was in the best shape of my life. And then it kind of spiraled backward, you know, during COVID. And it wasn't COVID's fault. Yeah. You know, it was how I chose to react to all of it. But, you know, again, it was the experience that I had because now I'm more dialed into actual wellness and health beyond just losing weight and putting on muscle and looking good, which mm-hmm. was kind of what I was into, you know, around 51. Look at me at 51. Well, I had that experience and it was fine, but it wasn't everything. Yeah. And, you know, it doesn't make that experience less valuable either. It's just 
No, I'm glad I had the experience. You know, it was the right. first time in my life I would walk into a place and people would look at me and it was like feeding yeah. my ego. I loved it. Yeah. <laughs> Until I realized, okay, this is kind of empty. I, I need more than this. <laughs> I need more depth than somebody just telling me I'm handsome. You know? Oh, right. But that would a useful thing to realize yeah. too. Like I just see the value. And it's funny because during that time I actually uh, met somebody. It was the first time I ever got infatuated with somebody. It was the first time I ever really experienced narcissism. Oh, and it really taught me about that. And now I have a lot more understanding of somebody that comes into my coaching realm, especially that, you know, as I'm in a relationship with a narcissist, I know exactly what that feels like. Exactly. Yes. And I knew that that narcissist was just a mirror of what I was experiencing at the time. Wow. Oh, that's so interesting. You do a whole other podcast. I was just going to say <laughs> that we should uh, bring you back and talk about narcissism because that is a topic that we haven't really covered and it's come in and out of my life quite a bit. So it's just an interesting thing that we come across as beings, you know? Yeah. Well, and again, I had to detune the judgment of that because it wasn't all that this person was. It was sure. just an aspect of personality that was very strong that I was very ensnared in for just a little bit. It ended up being a very cool experience. Mm. A very cool experience. That is intriguing for sure. We could keep chatting forever, I think. <laughs> Way, which, I understand we have to, which makes me think that we should have more podcast episodes. I so appreciate you coming back and doing this for us and getting to interact with the stream. That was fascinating for me. It felt like a meditation, like a very focused space that was just open and like what meditation often feels like. Good. Well, thank you for having me. It was a lot of fun being here and it's always fun talking to you. Thank you so much, David. Thank you for listening to Beeple Begin. We hope that these episodes are helping inspire and empower you to take your next steps towards whatever you're thinking of creating. And if you want more tools, resources, and techniques for your creative process and to connect with me directly, then I'd love to invite you to our Unleash Creative Community. Just follow the link in the show notes and I'll look forward to meeting you there. Happy creating. Happy creating.